Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 59 of Stuttering, Demystified, and Beyond. My name is Lori Melnitsky. I am the host of this podcast. I am a stuttering specialist, and I'm a person who happens to stutter and used to stutter severely. I direct all-island speech and stuttering therapy in New York and online in many states. And it is my pleasure today to talk about Does apraxia or oral motor dysfunction affect stuttering? Big, big topic, not too much research on it. And I'm going to tell you my experience. So my experience is this. First of all, when kids have motor planning issues, only a small percentage of the population actually has apraxia. But a lot of kids have motor planning issues. And I do see it impacting the ability to tell stories. So when kids stutter, that just throws another wrench into this big pile of confusion. And if we wait until they're seven or eight, then it really starts to impact their ability to tell stories, to really retell a story, to answer questions, to formulate, and that could actually make stuttering worse. So it's kind of like intertwined. It's like almost like you go in for spaghetti and meatballs and someone throws chicken chow mein in there. It's going to be like really messy and you're going to have to weed it out and figure it out. So if you're a parent out there, definitely it's important that you find the appropriate help and definitely go to a specialist because it's a complicated topic. I happen to be prompt certified also, so I do see many of these kids. And for those of you who don't know prompt, it's a hands-on way of manipulating the mouth if kids have articulation or oral motor issues. You can go to prompt, P-R-O-M-P-T, promptinstitute.com if you want to read more about it. It's a very efficient and organized way of working with kids who have motor planning issues, and I highly recommend it. So what do we do when we have these, these young kids, a little bit older? And most of the time you see this somewhere between ages of four to eight. Many times you see them starting to stutter out of nowhere, they probably have it in them, they probably have the knowledge in them, they probably have the stuttering in them, but you haven't heard it. So what what starts to happen is if you're doing like a prompt therapy or you're doing an articulation approach and you start to really correct them without working on the fluency, again, it's like making it into a very complicated mixture. And What I love to do is to really weed this out. I work a lot with the families on this, and we do so much storytelling. And one thing that is so helpful, I say all the time, try and help them organize. So if you're a parent listening, what's really helpful is read a short book and ask them what happened first, what happened in the middle, what happened next. You could even say, oh, I hear, I heard you said that the first thing that happened was the boy jumped out of the car. So interesting, what happened next? If you work with a stuttering specialist, 
and hopefully someone who's really familiar with narrative and language. And I've worked so much on this because I work with people who have ADHD and pragmatic issues and dyslexia. And I've worked so much on the storytelling aspect. You can use sequence cards also. But I think what's important to realize with all of this is we're dealing with children who have disorganized patterns of using language. And we can, we can use a lot of stuttering strategies, but if we don't work on the language, then we're not really working on the basic foundations of communication. And that's really 